0: I like to say, you know, everybody jumps into their business and they start marketing. But the reality is we cannot successfully market something we don't have. And we need a brand in order to market ourselves.
1: Hello and welcome to Positively Joy, the podcast on searching for the light in all seasons. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and on this podcast, you'll hear stories that show how you can find God in everyday life, on the job, on media, and even in your favorite hobby. Listen and be encouraged. Today, we are happy to welcome Robin Graham, brand marketing strategist, podcast host, and photographer. She helps women entrepreneurs get to the next level. And today, we'll talk about how to incorporate our faith and values into our brand and our day-to-day work life. Robin, thank you. Welcome. And thanks for being on the show. Yvette, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. You're a brand marketing strategist. And I think to the average person, we wonder, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us what that is?
0: Well, I like to say, you know, everybody jumps into their business and they start marketing. But the reality is we cannot successfully market something we don't have. And we need a brand in order to market ourselves your brand is the story that you craft and create around your business and then marketing is communicating that story to attract clients
1: you know i was just talking to my students today about it all comes down to the story it's all about the story isn't it it really is people people buy
0: personalities they they and and we as humans especially i think in this digital world we are hungry and eager for human connection and that's what branding is it's really telling your story so that you can build an emotion emotional connection and genuine relationships with your ideal audience in order to then at- convert them and attract more clients
1: can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family And what, you know, who were your early influences? What makes you the Robin Graham of today? Oh,
0: gosh. Um, Okay, well, let's start with my family, my immediate family. I have three children, an almost 21-year-old, almost 19-year-old, and a 13-year-old, two boys and a girl, and they really are my heart and my purpose for doing everything I do. Um, I am married to a really great, supportive husband, and we have a dog. We had one golden doodle who passed away in May and we had already ordered or purchased whatever you do with puppies, a second golden doodle. But then our Daisy became very ill and um, passed away 10 days before the puppy came. So we're down to one dog or back to mm-hmm. one dog. And um, she keeps me on my toes, but we're big, a big, big dog family. Um, as far as you know influences in my life growing up i grew up in a christian home my mother was a teen mom and my father was 6 years older than her so you know in today's standards that would have been a major ordeal um maybe more accepted i don't know because it wasn't very accepted back then but um Faith was always the center of our family. It was it was the core of everything we did. My parents, I should say, my parents' friends were all families from the church that they knew. Um, my grandparents were also very faithful, and it was just always, I guess, at this at the core of who we were. And that was a tremendous influence on me. I went through periods of time in my life where I had doubt or I questioned things as I met people in college or in, you know, my teens and early twenties. But that, that foundation that was instilled in me, I think has kept me rooted in adhering to my values. And following the path then and listening to the guidance that God and the Holy Spirit infuses into my life to make the decisions to get me from point A to point B, whether that's you know success or going through a loss or whatever it is, um, that foundation from my parents has always been there to keep me grounded.
1: And I'm sure that foundation of overcoming challenges – I mean, I can only imagine that your mom was able to teach you so much and tell you about the challenges she probably had to overcome because you're right, back then, being a teen mom probably wasn't very well accepted. And um, being able to use that foundation of faith and and understanding probably communicated a lot to you growing up.
0: Yeah, and it was, um, you know – my grandmother always said to me she she experienced so much and this was my father's mother um she you know grew up as a farm girl and had many siblings and she lost all of them except for two um when she was in her early 90s she had lost my father she my uncle was very very ill my aunt was very ill and hmm. you know she lost my grandfather, so many people, right? She just, one bad thing after another, and she never, ever wavered in her faith or in her resilience. And I I said to her one day, I said, Grandma, I said, do you ever just want to ask God, like, why? Like, do you get mad at him and think, like, why? Why do you take everybody from me? And she said, no, Robin, I just pray more. And, you know, (laughs) I thought, oh, how could she be so strong and, and so, you know, dedicated to that? Whereas, you know, I want to stop my feet and throw things sometimes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> sure, but, of course. Yeah, but, you know, that's just one example. Um, and my family always, my mom always said, you know, we're not Christians so that we can have an easy life. Like God didn't put us here to have an easy life. We are, we're Christians and we're following God's will so that we can get to heaven. And that's, you know, so that we can get to that glorious place at the end of the road. And so I've just, I guess I've always kept those things in perspective. And yes, my mother was a huge inspiration from a faith,
1: faith standpoint, as was my father. I think a lot of women can look to our ancestors into our older family members and learn so much. But you're working with a lot of women today, young women, probably all ages, to help them uh, succeed in their their businesses. And um, how do you do that? And how do you allow them or how do you teach them to understand that that core value they have inside, they can actually apply that to their business?
0: Oh my gosh. So much of what I speak about is having your core values at the center of your mm. business. Because if you waver from that, you're, you're wavering from who you're meant to be and you cannot serve people if you aren't 100% sure of who you are. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about my brand equation. It it's what I call it, but it's, it's really when you're struggling to identify your purpose or your or your niche or where you should be from a business perspective, trying to jump into entrepreneurship or transition your life into a different career path, you, you have to look at your values and your visions and your passions. And those th- three things have to align. And when they align, you're going to know what what it is you're meant to be doing. But those values are so very important because if we're not following our values and we're not letting our values guide our intuition, we're not going to make decisions that are going to be positive and impactful, but we're also not going to be able to serve the people that we're meant to serve.
1: Mm So values, vision and passion. There may be some people listening that say, OK, I'm sure I have all those things, but I'm not sure how to how to fully gather them together and see how they how they can work together. Um, what are some suggestions on how to do that?
0: like to say is, and and I have a whole podcast episode on this. When What I suggest you do is make a list. So make a list of your values. What are those values that you absolutely will not waver on? You will stick to those values until the day you die because they are just part of who you are and they're who you want to be. You know, maybe it's faith, maybe it's servitude, maybe it's honesty, empathy, compassion, integrity. What are those Mm. values that really mean the world to you and who you are and who you want to be as a person? And then what are your visions? What do you see yourself doing? you know there there's got to be something you envision yourself like you know i i used to envision myself being a photographer did i go to school to become a photographer no i went to school because i also saw my myself and i wanted i was driven and i didn't want to be like my mom and be a stay at home mom i wanted to go to college and make a lot of money so you know i saw myself wearing a suit every day i saw it after that um you know then Years later, when life kind of flipped upside down, I, I followed my passion, which was photography, which also allowed me to serve people and also, um, incorporated my values. So, you know, make a list of those, of those things, the values, the visions, and then incorporate your passions. We all have something that lights us up. You know, it could be teaching. It could be um, leading a Bible study. It could be photography. It could be public speaking. It could be writing. But we all have something that, you know, it's, it's almost mm. that feeling like you just, it's almost like butterflies in the stomach, but you, you just know, you know you're doing something that lights you up. And that's where you know your, your passion is, is being fueled when you're doing that thing.
1: But I think that sometimes, so so we feel that, but we don't know how to turn that into a business or we don't know how to turn that one singular thing that makes us so happy into something that either can serve others or serve our families, you know, through making money.
0: <laughs> of course. And, you know, I always say, if if you can think of it, you can make money from it. Like there, mm-hmm. when you think of the things that people make money off of, but when I talk about, you know, your, your values, visions, and passions and merging them together and aligning, you know, looking at where they align so that you can create something from that. When you do that and you're coming from that place of, of, um, clarity and confidence from the heart, you're Mm -hmm. going to be able to make something out of that. And I always say, you know, every single one of us is given a gift. God has blessed every single one of us with a gift. And when we look at our values, visions and passions, we can start to identify that gift. And it's really not as hard as it seems because most likely we, you have been doing whatever this is. You know, you, you've been practicing it, you've been doing it and now it's just taking those steps to turn it from a hobby into a business. And it, you know, you don't start a business overnight you you don't create a brand overnight. You know, It takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. Um, you know, but there's so, if you have a Google search bar, you can convert whatever you're passionate about into a business.
1: Wow. Okay. So you talked about your podcast and the advice that you give. Tell us a little bit more about your podcast and where can we find you? So my podcast is the second
0: phase podcast and it is, Really, uh, my goal is to inspire women, people, but primarily women um, to overcome that fear and take that next step to really, you know, find their, their, and identify with their, their core values and their visions and their passions. And, and then how to take all of that and start a brand, build a brand that is going to create an emotional connection with your ideal audience and attract clients and, I have guests on that have, I think at this point in time, I think I'm at like episode 60 and everyone is basically in their second phase or they have gone from doing one thing to doing something new, left corporate, become an entrepreneur, gone through a major life tragedy or change to then start something new or pivot because they just had to. And so those stories are very insightful and empowering and inspiring to help people realize that, Hey, if they can do that, I can too. And then giving Um, the tools that you need, you know, systems and processes and, um, you know, digital marketing, we, social media, we talk about all those things in the episodes.
1: I imagine that when you are pivoting, when you are transitioning, I imagine there's another T word, and that's trust. Um, trusting yourself, trusting God. Can you describe a time where you learn to trust more deeply, either yourself or God or yourself through God?
0: Oh, gosh. There, that there have been so many times where that has come into play. And I think that um, where, when you're a person of faith, you're able to have more confidence and when you have more confidence, you can trust more. And I think when you know you can trust God, that he's looking over you and going to guide you in your decisions, you're able to trust yourself more. But first and foremost, you have to have that trust in him mm-hmm. so that you and give yourself the, the grace to listen, to stop and listen to his guidance. So I'm going to give you one really solid example. This was, I guess, almost three years ago. I had had a studio where I was working, you know, doing my photography shoots, my headshot sessions, and stuff. And it was this gorgeous space, very large space, um, the second floor of an office building with of a warehouse. So gorgeous, all oh, windows. Yeah, I studio. can just
1: imagine, yeah.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Well, the rent was very high. And I was thinking to myself, you know, this is almost ridiculous that I'm paying this much rent. Maybe I'll have another photographer come in to the studio with me. I'm starting to do more coaching and I don't need the, I don't use the studio space for shoots all the time. Maybe I'll have somebody else come in. So I'm, you know, thinking about this, I'm, I'm putting feelers out and then I reached out to my landlord because it was the end of my contract. And I said, Mike, you know, is there any way um, Yeah, I've been here three months, I'm a good tenant, is there any way we could reduce my rent? And he said, you know what, let me think about that. And about maybe a week to 10 days later, he came back to me and he said, Robin, he said, I am so sorry but I just bought another company and it doesn't make sense for me to build out my warehouse when I have your office space. So I would like to take over that office space and use it for myself. Wow. And I thought, okay. And I've been praying about this. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, that's my answer. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, what am I going to do? I don't want to set up a studio in my home. I don't want men coming into my home when I have children, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I didn't want anybody coming into my home. Of course. So, and I didn't want to do the construction on my home and whatever. So I prayed about it and I found this wonderful space, huge space, a barn. It was an old barn converted into office space. I thought, oh, this would be perfect. They wanted an astronomical amount of rent. I talked them down in the rent and, um, So I'm praying about it some more, and I just didn't know what to do. So then I kept looking, and I'm in our town, like Doylestown, Pennsylvania. I'm in the heart of town. There was a place that had a shingle up. It was for rent. So I go and look at it with my daughter, and the entire time I'm praying about this. And then all of a sudden, we're coming back down the hill, and we see a shingle on an old three-story Victorian building that says second and third floor are for lease. I was like, oh my goodness. So I called the the realtor when we got into the the car and she says, I'm not available to show it to you right now. However, the landlord owns the building and he's probably still there. He works on the first floor. So sure enough, he was there. We go and we see the space and it was awful. It was (laughs) dark gray industrial carpet, gold walls with burgundy velour window treatments, brass light fixtures. It was dark. It was just... Uh, ugly, except it had so much charm. It had a big circular window. Mm. It had a Coppola, you know, a little round room. Mm-hmm. I mean, darling. And it was this, the, the measurements and everything. I knew I could make it work, but I also knew I had to gut it and make it pretty, you know? <laughs> right. So, the you know, I talked to the landlord. So then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, the rent's half of what I've been paying. He seems really nice what do I do? What do I do? And at the same time, another photographer in town had offered studio space to me. And I, I just, you know how your intuition just pulls at you and tugs at you and it didn't feel right. And I was talking to a friend about it. And my friend said, who also was a client of mine said to me, out of the blue, she calls me and she says to me, you shouldn't do it. You should not rent the space from the other photographer. I don't have a good feeling about it. She Mm -hmm. said, I just, I don't think it's good for you. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't even believe you're calling and telling me this. Like it just seemed unreal. Right. Right. And I had had another friend praying for me at the same time. And I was like, you know, Kim, I really need like a sign to make the right decision. Do I go with this barn or do I go with this place in town and do the work on it and whatever and I, it was like i was smacked in the face with the answer when uh, one day and i was like okay i'm going with this space and wouldn't you know it has been nothing but a tremendous blessing the people in the building the the clients i've been able to attract there just amazing but you know i always say it's it, it, so many times we we're like Ugh he doesn't answer me. I don't, he doesn't give me an answer, but we're not listening. And I think he uses people. He uses people to tell us the answers and sometimes they're right in front of our face and we're just not listening or paying attention.
1: So we're going through this pandemic and you know, we, we like to, to search for joy on this channel, obviously, you know, and I think it's so difficult for a lot of people and people are crazy busy now. Kids are, are being homeschooled. They're having to figure out how all that's going to work. Do you have a favorite scripture or, or, or Bible quote that relates to this season that we're all kind of walking through, but, but particularly through your own season?
0: So here's the verse that I tend to rely on quite frequently, and it is Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God verse seven is, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So that is one that, um, many times in my life has always has been there for me. And then there's another verse in Jeremiah that, um, is, um, for, I know I have the plans for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. And, those two verses have always been um, powerful to me. And I have to tell you a very quick story. Um, when my father was diagnosed with cancer, I had placed an order from this, I don't know, some home decor company. And I opened the box and there's a sign, a wooden sign with a quote on, or a Bible verse on it. I did not order this sign. I like, did not order it, had never seen it before ever. And it was the verse from Jeremiah printed on this sign. And, and you did not I, order it. I did not order it, but I was really struggling with my losing my father. Yeah. And I called my daddy and I said, daddy, you're not even going to believe this. And I called the company and I said, I didn't order this. And they said, that's okay. It's yours. Like, there's no need to send it back to
1: us. It still yeah.
0: hangs in my home.
1: Wow. So, you know, I'm getting what my friend calls Jesus bumps. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Right. I (laughs) mean, I, I did not order it. I'd never seen it before, but I was in that, that place. And, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like this and that we literally hung that at the door, like the exit of our kitchen to the, to the garage, you know, Mm -hmm. so that we see it all the time because no matter what you're going through and it comes back to that trust, the word trust that you mentioned. And if you trust, you're going to get through every single thing that is thrown your way.
1: Amen. Amen. Wow. That's, that's a great place to end. Thank you so much. (laughs) That's really good. But actually, you know what? I'm not going to end because I do want to ask you this. What's next for you in life?
0: So look, Okay. this You're just going to die when I tell you this story. (laughs) So I have had a book on my heart for many years. And it's one of those things that I use time as an excuse that I haven't finished it. Now I have got notes in the computer. I have notes in a notebook. And this book has kind of transpired over the past several years. And it started with me photographing teens with anxiety Hmm. to tell their story through pictures. And because so many times when teens especially have anxiety and children, they don't know how to express the feelings that they're, that they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, this would be a way to show, you know, how these kids are feeling. They, they can't tell a therapist or a psychiatrist what they're feeling, but they could potentially show them. Right. So I started this book and then it just got delayed. My, you know, things with my business, things with my family, everything. And I, I didn't put the dedication into it. Part of that was because of fear. Well, when COVID hit, I started really thinking about this. I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done, Mm -hmm. but yet I've kind of transitioned how I see it now. And, um, so much of that has come from, You know, I do devotions every day and I have just been so inspired by so many of the verses I've read and and things like that. So one day, I don't know if you have this, but I have um, Google alerts so that like when I'm a guest on a podcast or if I submit uh, an article for a PR, you know, publication or something, I get an alert if my name, something's published. Well, this, (laughs) I get an alert and it says... Robin Graham is about to become an amazing author. And there was a smiley face <laughs> behind this.
1: Wait a minute,
0: what? I'm not even kidding you. I had been praying. I mean, this sounds crazy. It sounds like I make this stuff up. I do not make this stuff up. I literally had been praying about this. God, you know, if you really want me to write this book, give me, give me some guidance. Am I on the right track? Is this the right thing? Is it the right time? And literally, I, I screenshot it. It was like it said, and I sent it to my girlfriends. It said, Robin Graham is about to become an amazing author. And then, or maybe it said amazing authors, Robin Graham, something like that. Right, and then there was like the smiley face emoji, you know,
1: yeah. it was
0: like the smiley face emoji was right there behind that, and I was like, <laughs> I, you can't make this stuff up, uh-huh. but I swear when you when you believe in in God and the Holy Spirit and the power of of that and the power mm-hmm. of prayer, your prayers are answered, you just have to pay attention, so to answer your story, that is my next." goal. That's the next chapter. And oh, wow. I don't know, you know, exactly when it's going to get done, but it's going to get done. And I think it's going to empower a lot of, um, teen girls and hopefully their parents to help them get the the help they need and, and overcome the, the struggle and
1: challenges associated with anxiety. That's going to be so great. Do you have a working title?
0: It, no. Um, I had thought for a while I was thinking about, um, my friend anxiety, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure that's what I'm going to go with because it has transitioned a little bit to have a little bit more of a faith base to it than what I had originally, um, thought about. So it's, and plus I'm at the point now where I've really got to get an editor and have an editor, like, you know, give me some thoughts and feedback as far as how to lay it out. Because I think once I do that, then I'll be able to, take everything I have written and put it all together in a, in a form that I can actually send it and submit it for to publishers as, you know, proposals.
1: I think that there's so many young, young women out there, teens and young women who could really use this book. So that's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that you're going forward with that.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And obviously we'll have to have you back on the show when it comes out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would love it. Absolutely love it. You're a joy to talk
1: to. Oh, thank you. Well, you are too. Uh, And thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I think we learned a lot today and especially about trust and about um, really holding on to those core values in everything you do, including business. So thank you so much for that. And thank you listeners for being here. We always really appreciate you. If you have not uh, already subscribed or followed this podcast, please do. You can go to www.positivelyjoy.com and learn more about upcoming episodes. You can also uh, listen to us uh, on iTunes or wherever you go for podcasts. Uh, And please make sure you sign up for our monthly newsletter, which will give you uh, information on upcoming episodes before anybody else and contests and fun things like that. You can text the word PJOY, letter P and the word joy all together to 22828 and you will get an opportunity to subscribe. So we really appreciate you. Thank you, Robin, for being here and um, you were a delight. Thank you. You've been listening to Positively Joy. I'm your host, Yvette Walker. And thank you so much for spending some time with us. Come on over to our website, PositivelyJoy.com. You can listen to past episodes. You can download a free teachable called Five Ways to Choose Joy. See our merchandise, cool t-shirts with our new logo. We've got a lot going on at PositivelyJoy.com. So we hope to see you there. Farewell for now. And as we always say on Positively Joy, farewell for now.